First question, how do we fix education in 2021? What I'm thinking, historically our education system in the UK is based on remembering things and then doing well in an exam, which has long been thought of as a bit silly. Is that out of place in the age of Google? I mean, potentially it is. I mean, it's it's tricky. I think at GCSE level, it makes sense to have a system where you learn a range of subjects and you remember stuff and you do it in exam, but that could change. I mean, it's already changing in universities where most of the stuff you do is coursework, um, especially since COVID. Um, even in A-levels, quite a large portion of the the grades you get are done through coursework which is used in you, you, where you use google and you demonstrate other skills yeah so in my even in my GC, even in gccs i'm sure there are plenty of courses which do coursework so it's only a matter of time before that starts to implement itself into gcses and over time you'll probably fight, have a situation where you have more coursework and more coursework and more exams because there's only a fair way to do it. Some people are better at exams, some people are better at coursework. So if you have half and half, I don't see anything that's that seems quite fair to me. Yeah, I think the, the reason I thought about the question is because we've had much higher grades this year in the A-levels already, and we've got GCSEs tomorrow, because teachers have assessed them. Now, there is one argument to say that children have had more time because of the pandemic. The other argument is that people say that maybe the grades are fairer because the teachers are actually assessing them and they're able to judge what that person is like. What I find interesting is throughout my work in life, the people I've worked with who've got the highest grades are rarely the brightest. Which, And that's just anecdotal, of course, but it, it suggests to me that maybe... There's lots of very good people who, um, actually, if we look at your mum, for example, she got very poor grades because she was, back when she was at school, she was only allowed to get a certain grade because she was put into specific classes. Yeah. Then when she did these exams later on, she just flew past them. And then she got a qualification, she got a degree, and there she is. So... I just wonder if it's fit for the real world. I don't know what the answer is. It's a massive problem. I mean, I mean, possibly, yeah. I think that kind of, you know, if you are bright and you work hard, that does kind of show in later life. In fact, if you get great grades and you go into a great university and then you start work as a doctor or a lawyer and you're bad, you're not going to get very far. Whereas if you were to get slightly poorer grades, go to a mid-level university start at a mid-level firm and you were good over time you will naturally most likely do better than the person who isn't as great as that at that job but you've lost out for a hell of a long time potentially you have but then you know as the education system you know as we go more into kind of as we progress through time it's not the case anymore that you're necessarily going to be capped at any you know you do have the potential to if you work hard to achieve those top grades and to go to the top university if you wish to. I think we do it too young, personally. But then I guess when else would you do it? Well, the reason I think we do things maybe too young is 
certainly when I was younger, and it's similar now really, as you get to like 15, 16, what do you want to be when you're older? Just the sheer logic of asking a 15-year-old child, what do you want to do for the rest of your life, is insane. But you could argue that GCSEs are kind of, they're a stepping stone. They don't last, they do last the rest of your life. But I don't know many employers who are too interested in the GCSEs you got when you were 16. They're more interested in your A-level results what, and what work experience you've done afterwards and what you achieved in your degree at which university. And your A-levels you take at 17, 18 years old. Yeah, I think it's just the whole structure. But I guess it seems GCSE... to be based on you making up your mind at a very young age. But then I guess GCSEs are just to get you into A-levels. And then by the time you're 17, 18, some people will be able to make up their mind. Some people won't. And then that's maybe just a part of life. Yeah, I think it is. I suppose the only other thing I thought is, as the retirement age gets later, why aren't we potentially looking at what's seen as the natural age for ending education? Why isn't that getting slightly later as well? Why do we need to be in an age where we have greater automation than we've ever had? We seem to be expanding our work lives, not shifting them backwards. Yeah, but once you get whether the state can afford it is a different thing. But but once you get past eighteen, you make your own decision. You have to stay in some sort of education until you're eighteen, anyway. That's true. So that you, has gone back. Once yeah. you get past that, it's you're an adult. You know, no one, the state, no one gets to tell you what you do, what what you should do with your life when you get past eighteen. Even when I was at sixth form, true, there was people who were dropping out three months before their exams because they're eighteen. They're allowed to do that, and they should be allowed to do that if they want to. So if yeah. you choose. It still comes down to a choice. If you choose to carry in your education and do your exams, then good for you. If you don't want to, then you drop out. Just like if you choose to work hard and do well in your A-levels, you're still making that choice past your 18th birthday for the majority of people. Yeah, I, I, I think for me it just comes down to the fact that the whole system seems to be built. People like me, who are a bit lazy but who happen to be good at exams, did well other people I knew who worked really hard just as intelligent if not more but who struggled in exams didn't and all I can think is without having any solution whatsoever that isn't massively expensive it feels to me like education and the way we grade people is broken from start to finish yeah but you I'm not saying that I have a better answer but it's I know it's wrong I yeah, know it's broken but you can't tailor individual you know almost education to every individual need i mean you can have say half coursework half exams but as soon as you as soon as you take away exams you also take away from the half the kids who are good at good at exams I know. and like to do things that and, way and so. that's what i'm saying I, I can't think of a better solution yeah but it certainly feels like maybe also what i'd argue is in an age when creativity making decisions and where work is more nuanced than it used to be i.e decades ago you would you're doing widgets you're fulfilling tasks you're doing something it's right or wrong now it's bad good or better it feels like we're in an age where we don't seem to be able to define or mark that that nuance of good work and brilliant work we we're still stuck in an education system that looks at right and wrong potentially yeah but then i guess you know this you still have the situation where all the kids are on the same playing field 
And I do know what you mean. Maybe education does need to catch up, and that could be in the form of, as I said, half your yeah. grade is coursework, half your grade is exams to help you to mitigate it if you're not great at exams. So it's basically the best of all worlds or the best you can get of all worlds. Yeah, because if you've seen as you choose one or the other, you just disadvantage a whole group of kids. Okay. Google is looking to pay employees less if they work from home. That's come out today. What do you think about that? Um, it's, it's a tricky one. I mean, if you get to a point where you've got, you know, everyone's been offered the vaccination yep. and, you know, you take the vaccination or you don't, up to you, but and, that... you go in, and, you go into, and you won't go into work, there has to be a point where you have to live with the virus not where you're forced to live with it, but then you almost kind of have to because that's like it will get to a point where it's almost like saying I want to work from home because I'm scared of flu. Of course, COVID is not the same as flu. However, in a world where everyone is living with COVID, yeah. saying that, especially if you've been had the option to get a vaccination or if you did or if you chose not to, to then make the decision, you know, I'm not going to go into work. Eventually, it's going to be quite tricky to defend that position. But I don't think. Yeah, okay. I, I I do agree with what you say there. I don't think that's their motivation in this case. I think they're offering, like a lot of com- companies are, including mine, flexibility. Two days in the office, two at home, or, or or whatever. So they're offering that as maybe a new way of working. Forget COVID. Yeah. Maybe they're offering it because they see, like a lot of companies have. I know a company that has publicly said that they've seen no reduction in productivity whilst people have been working from home. Yet they will they shut certain buildings and want to make people redundant in those buildings that they work in. That, to me, doesn't make sense. But that's by the by. Um, but the point is, if Google's saying, OK, this is just a new way of working, but if you choose to work from home, we're going to pay you less. Is that right? It almost it almost isn't really because if you're doing the same work and you're getting getting the same outcome, um, then you should be paid for your work accordingly. I mean, I guess there is an argument that you save money on petrol, commuting, lunch at work, um, uniform to a certain extent in you know, how you dress. Maybe not with Google, but with other companies, the way you dress. Um, so there is arguments there, but then that shouldn't really concern the company. And, in that no. way so if you're doing the same work and you're same productivity and everything then that doesn't seem to make sense to me it, the reason I suppose it doesn't make sense I mean it, I think you may have hit the nail on the head actually maybe it is a way of incentivising people to go into the office yeah. because to me I remember years ago in a role I had and we would look at the accommodation costs very big so I think for example if you're earning £40,000 most companies that company is paying something like ninety thousand pound a year to employ you yeah that will include a pension contribution your insurance but then it's your your laptop your desk that space you inhabit yeah so the company in this case google is going to save a fortune yeah by you not being in that office seems bizarre to me that on the one hand they're saving money by having you work at home they're not having to heat to you. You're doing that yourself at like your own. Yeah. Um, 
there you've got travel costs obviously the the individual will save but is that is that is that your employer's business in a way yeah in a way for, for me it feels like it's six or one half a dozen of the other and i'm not sure about this new hybrid model i tend to agree with you i think a lot of people have worked from home for many months and for some reason believe they have a right to carry on doing so even if the pandemic disappeared tomorrow yeah and yeah don't don't get me wrong i'm not you know necessarily defending google but i do think at some point if a company wants you to go back to work especially now that everyone's been offered a jab at some point you're going to have to say okay well it's probably more risk you're going to die getting to work in your car than <laughs> that's that you a good point. Like, especially if you're 40 50 years old with a double jab the chances that you're going to crash your car on the way here probably probably higher than you catching covid and and dying so there is, and there, you know there's a certain position well, where you say you have to integrate back into society okay, well that, that's interesting because if that's your argument you're saying by coming into the office you've now got two risks yeah exactly it's even worse <laughs> so the person could say so i've got the risk of dying in my car if i don't die in my car i could cash it in the office or if i sit at home i'm fine yeah yeah exactly. good argument tom you got, i think you got that one wrong <laughs> yeah it, it just struck me as very strange that they um wanted to pay them less and i think maybe it is a very passive incentive yeah but it doesn't make any logistical financial sense no it doesn't but then yeah i guess you could argue that if they come in and they add more that google are losing out then if you're talking about them inhabiting that space and yeah um, i mean i'm pretty sure that if you're in an office it makes more sense for a company that's besides my personal opinion i like the idea of doing half and half especially when you're leasing that space there's no point in you leasing a whole massive space and it not being in use yeah obviously the problem the uh government has is that so many pensions are um held up by landlords owning these massive office spaces and you wouldn't believe how much of this country in particular how much of our wealth is tied into commercial buildings yeah if they're not going to be used then we have a big problem coming in the future yeah that's probably why they're trying to push it so hard and uh, yeah and i can understand that okay well on the subject of masks I know we weren't talking about masks, but a um, bit of a bad segue. Me and you had a discussion slash almost argument earlier. I was listening to the radio and they were asking the question about should masks be made mandatory? Because in the in England, not in Scotland or Wales or Ireland, right. only in England, the government says we'd like you to wear a mask, but you don't have to. So that basically leaves it completely up to the individual. The question which was asked, which I thought was very interesting, is why do people not want to wear masks? What type of people don't want to wear masks? And at the end of all of this, if it came out that masks never helped anyone, or if it came out that masks made all the difference, what what would those people thinking back what would their view be now, you and i have very different views my, my opinion is wearing a mask is not an imposition it is not i don't see it as i personally don't see it as the government telling me what to do i'll explain why and 
I see it as a perfectly logical thing to do in the current situation. The reason I don't believe it's the government telling us what to do, particularly at this moment when it's voluntary, is because all of the science says, and that's been backed up today, that wearing a mask will protect each will protect other people whilst we have so many cases in the country. What's so what's so acceptable for someone to walk into a supermarket and at the moment I'm seeing 50 50 60 40 yeah. what's so acceptable for those people to not wear a mask well I think it isn't acceptable if you don't want you know the fact is the government have said it's an individual choice yeah and I'm not too sure about this argument of you know it's not an imposition it is, you know, just because you don't think it's an imposition, the fact is, is if you were forced to wear a mask, it is still an imposition no matter how minor. When you had, you know, a few years ago, the kind of row over whether everyone should carry an ID card, plenty of people would have said that's not an imposition to carry around an ID card. However, we don't do it because that's seen as kind of invading your privacy a bit. And, yeah. you know, if you want to, I could leave my house right now in my car and drive to the shops without a driving licence in my pocket. I don't have to have my driving licence on me. I don't have to have my MOT certificate. I don't have to have... Yes, I have to get it to a police station within seven days or whatever, but yeah. I don't need all this stuff every time I drive my car to the shops to get whatever I need to get. Okay. So there's plenty of things that people have said will make other people safer and that probably would make other people safer. And it's which isn't an imposition, which many don't feel is an imposition, but it still is, and it still is the government telling you what to do. And while at the moment, I think cases might have gone up the last few days, but while the vaccination program is going so well, and cases last week had dropped so much, and hospitalisation hospitalizations as of now are steady, even after we've just had a full unlocking as well, I don't think that. If you're going to have every, you know, people in nightclubs and people everywhere around wearing masks, because there is certain environments where a mask would be an imposition. There's plenty of environments. Of course, at a yeah. pub, at a nightclub, if you're doing simple activities, there's plenty of you know, environments where a mask is quite a hefty imposition. And my view is, is that if we're not going to have any restrictions, that should include not having to wear a mask if you don't want to. And I do understand the the argument say for a mask potentially on public transport which Shadiq Khan has already supermarkets you know places people have to go who are vulnerable yeah but however there are vulnerable people everywhere you know they talk about you know everyone the argument was you know people with autoimmune issues but when we had the flu I don't think the flu is a particularly nice thing to catch if you're autoimmune no however if you were to catch that you know then that would be an issue, but people weren't being forced to have the flu jab and people are not being forced to wear masks. And what I'm saying is, is that, yes, I'm not denying that masks do help with, if everyone wears masks, that it doesn't help with the spread and it doesn't help to protect other people. And I'm not arguing that, but what I am arguing is that if you're not going to have any other restrictions, then, you know, why have the mask wearing? And all, I'd also argue this argument of, oh, it's just a little thing. I don't quite go along with that as much because it's not just a little thing. It is still, if it was mandatory, the government saying that you have to wear something on your face where, 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 when you go into these certain areas. Okay. And that's a lot, when it's mandatory. And there is a bit of me that doesn't quite agree with that. 
so in all your experience and it goes on to the third point they were asking in all your experience where you were when you were working in retail um and just going out and about and what i've seen over the last few weeks i don't particularly see a bunch of people walking around thinking this affects my um this affects my rights the government shouldn't be telling me what to do um the the radio host earlier called them freedom fighters and called them basically a bunch of men childs because what i see is a lot of younger men yeah not wearing masks uh i'm not going to categorize them but well no i'm not i can't i'm not going to categorize them but we all have this. We, we all have our position in the world or however we're born, how we're brought up. Um, and we look at other people and certain other people are completely different to us. Other people are very similar. I tend to see the same type of people. I personally believe you're going into... We are still in the pandemic. We know that. Yeah. I personally believe... If you go into a supermarket where they're asking you to actually wear a mask still, yeah, and you won't wear one, you're a bit of an arsehole. Yourself, and I think it comes down to that. I find that very, very selfish, because, yeah. and this is where me and you probably butt heads. Because, yes, it's a slight imposition. But people aren't wearing it because it's slightly... They're wearing it. I don't think they know why they're wear, they're not wearing it. I think they're just not wearing it because all their mates aren't wearing it. Yeah, but I would use a good example here of... Okay, you know, basic things. Public transport, supermarkets, where the argument is likely going to lean in your favour, where the majority of people probably do think... But that's what I'm least, talking or about. at least half think that it should be one. <clears throat> However, I would also tip it over to other examples where people wear masks standing up still to go to the toilet in a pub in scotland you have to wear a mask if you're going to drink at the bar now there are plenty of people who will tut at people who go in supermarkets without a mask but won't wear it in a pub because it's because it is an imposition and it's a fact that you could to get up to go to the toilet if you were sat at a table for example to wear a mask and i see people doing that all the time I do see some people doing it. It's ridiculous. So now, now that, but now that's ridiculous to you. But there are plenty of people out there who will say it's not a big thing to wear a mask to a toilet just to protect somebody who sat on that table who could have an autoimmune issue. So it's all kind of very situational. It's very easy for people to go, oh, freedom fighters, and take the piss out of people not going to supermarkets without a mask until they're sat at a pub and they get up and go to the toilet and say, oh, well, I shouldn't have to wear a mask to do that. That's a bit of an, it's a bit of a silly imposition. Yeah, it is. But, 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 but it's silly imposition to you. Hold on. And now that's no, no, no. Hold on. I might say it's ridiculous, but I'll do it. And the thing I think in particular is the thing of queuing up at a coffee shop, wearing a mask, yeah. going and sitting down and taking it off when you're in. You're literally five feet away from where you were. But my argument is. But is that's that... the rules. If that's the rules, or that's what that establishment wants, I will follow it to the letter, and I will follow all the science I've heard to the letter. Who am I to say, no, I'm not doing that, and I don't, I can't tell you why. I'm just not going to. Yeah, and if that establishment asks you to do so, 
or yeah. says you know it's preferred that you wear a mask that's very different but you know there are some there are some supermarkets and some small shops who don't care if you wear a mask or not whereas you'll still wear one in there just like many pubs I don't see anything saying about wearing face coverings on the front of pubs or at least not any yeah. I've been into so what I'm saying is just that it's very easy for people to say oh it's not an imposition to do it in a supermarket but then they won't wear one in a pub because that actually is an imposition in their view but that's not your choice to make it's not that's, my, no, no but just like when well then that's not the government's choice to make if it's not my choice to make well hold on hold on if it's not it's not even a thing of choice if you've got your scientists stood there Yep. Telling you what they believe you should do. And from that, the government has put these rules in, these emergency powers, yep. and you follow it. I know what you're saying about overreach by the government. and that, But if, I, if I'm following what they ask me to do, yep. I can't really do much more than that. Yep. Whilst, But then we're in this situation now where I'm walking around a supermarket at the weekend... Half the people haven't got them on. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And it is distinctly obvious who's got them on and who hasn't. Just like if you go into certain stores, you know in certain stores, almost no one's going to wear a mask, B&M, as an example. But it's true. Yeah. And, and it's, a, it's a bit of a sad indictment. And so what I'm thinking to myself is, yes, okay, some of it's theatre, some of it's silly. Yeah. But is that my right to say, if you've got a scientist saying you should do... Bearing in mind, most of these people... I mean, your argument... Does your argument stand up four months ago when we were in full lockdown? Well, And those people still weren't wearing masks. Surely, your argument, you would say, to a point, remains the same. If they choose not to wear a mask yeah. when the rules were that you should... Yeah. Does you do you believe that's just as well, right? That is different when you had, you know, significantly less amount of the population vaccinators, as well as the fact that it was mandatory back then, now it is a choice. Also coupled with the fact that cases were rising. Um like now, but anyway, don't worry about it. Now, only over the last few days. However, what's but well, coupled with the fact that cases rising, were rising. Tom? Yeah, but hospitalizations which is the key thing, staying steady as well as the deaths. Now what I'm saying is that while you had hospitalizations rising and you had cases rising, yeah. you know, if you don't wear a mask, then it was, I still, I wore a mask in every shop. I, you know, I had to work eight hours a day wearing a mask. I was quite happy to do so. However, now we're in a situation where 77% of people are double jabbed and 88, of the adult population are double jabbed and 89 or 88 are single jabbed. So now you're in a situation where you've had three quarters of the population double vaccinated you're also in a situation where hospital hospitalizations are staying steady and the government have announced that all other restrictions are to be lifted now yes the i'm not denying the argument that masks definitely definitely do help stop the spread of covid when worn by more and more people because it helps protect other people however there has to come a point where the mask it's not a mask mandate, that's more of an American thing, but where the rule on masks stops. There has to become a point where you say, okay, you don't have to wear a mask here. Or shall we keep it forever? Forever, Because if it is going to help people, if we're going to be stuck with COVID for the next 10 years, if it helps people now, it will help people, it will help stop the spread forever. So do we keep masks for the next 10 years? My, my view is no. If we're going to cut out all restrictions, then we you know maybe we should cut out masks and i do understand the logic of sadiq khan saying in public transport tubes 
you know, keeping masks in and in very limited circumstances. For how long I do see the logic to that. How long would you keep in on a train then? Well, until maybe until you get to the point where, well, I'd actually be happy if they, not happy, but if they were to go now, I wouldn't be up in arms about it because everyone has been offered the vaccine. Especially when you get to September, for example, where the government are waiting until every young person has been offered their second jab. And that's when they're going to bring in vaccine passports. That's why they're waiting till September to make sure that every young person's had the opportunity to get two jabs. Once you get to that point, if Sadiq Khan was to say, okay, no more masks on public transport if you don't want to, I would be fine with that because if you're going to keep it in after that point, then you might as well keep it in forever. And there has to be a point where you say, okay, yes, it helps people, but lockdowns also help stop the spread. And yeah, we yeah, don't yeah. have them anymore. So I understand it's a much, you know, comparing a mask and a lockdown is very different, but they're also the same. They both, the lockdown helps stop the spread on a massive scale. But we've gotten rid of it because we have decided that enough people are jabbed and the cases and hospitalizations are steady enough that we don't need to do it anymore. Just like masks on a much smaller scale, once everyone has been offered that second jab, we are at a point now where if you don't want to wear a mask, you shouldn't have to. And yes, it does help, it does help stop the spread. And if people want to wear a mask, that's absolutely fine. But there's got to be a point where you say... If you don't want to wear one, you don't have to. We, we have to come out of this pandemic at some point, and that includes all aspects of the lockdown and restrictions. Okay. Do you think everything you've just said applies to the majority of people who don't wear masks in shops? I.e., whether it's four months ago, yeah. when it was mandated, or whether it's today? Because I'm not seeing that. I'm seeing... I might be wrong, but I don't think I am. I see a bunch of angry people. Yeah. And it was also said on this radio show today, and I made the comment a couple of episodes ago, and I think your mother probably didn't agree with me. But I do link it. I liken it to a lot of the people. I don't know. The last thing I ever want to do is bunch a whole group of people together. But there appears to be this whole anti-BLM, Brexit, not wearing masks. There appears to be that group of people. And they, and I hate to say it, almost certainly anyone I've spoken to who doesn't like vaccines, who won't take it, who won't wear a mask, politically, they're completely opposite to me. Yeah, but don't get me wrong. There is a there's definite connection between the whole anti-vax thing and believing that COVID's done by the government and not wearing a mask. That link is there, and I'm not denying that link. However, just because there are some people who won't take the vaccine and therefore won't wear masks doesn't mean that everyone else should have to abide by that. My position is I've had my first jab, I have my second jab booked, I'm going to take the vaccine, I wore my mask. No, but I'm not talking about changing rules. What I'm talking about is I'm more talking about just the people who are doing it. Yeah. We are where we are. We've got no influence over what's going to happen next. No. How long we have to wear masks or don't have to wear masks. We don't actually have to wear them now. Yeah. What I don't understand is all your arguments make a lot of sense. But why do you think the majority aren't wearing masks of the people who don't wear masks and the people who didn't? When you were in working in your shop, yeah. the people coming in to wear masks, did you honestly believe they're thinking, oh, I'm not quite sure about my rights here. I don't think this is fair. I'm not going to wear a mask because I don't want the government. Yeah. It struck me as something more just, just being anti-everything. And there's definitely an element of that. I'm not going to deny that there's definitely an element of just being anti-everything, anti-vaccine, everything the government is pushing on you. 
you know, whether it's right, whether it's right wing extremism or left wing or whatever, you know, everything the government is pushing in you is a hoax and I'm not going to wear a mask and all of this stuff. I'm not denying that there's a connection there. But just because a certain group of people won't wear masks. But I don't think they're seeing it as a hoax. I think they believe COVID's real. Yeah. I think they they probably believe that. I'm not necessarily talking, I'm just talking about the people who just won't wear a mask in a shop. Yeah. Just because. Because they see it as a sign of weakness. Is it? My observation is that you have a bunch of young men out there who would see it as some sign of weakness when you're wearing a mask. I had a guy tell me to take my mask off when I was getting a coffee at the petrol station. And I thought, how dare you? You And and that would annoy me as well. Yeah, but it's that... Do you not think that's the majority of people? I mean, potentially. I mean, it is very anecdotal, but... Potentially that is the majority, but unfortunately everything that you've just said doesn't really change my argument. Just because there are a bunch of people out there who didn't care about it before and don't care about it now, it doesn't change my argument on the fact that once people are double jabbed, if you want to be like that and you want to be anti-everything and I'm not wearing a mask... If you want to do that, especially by the time we get to, you know, especially as we're kind of going towards the end of September and everyone's being offered their second jabs. Yeah. If you want to be like that, then that's up to you. If you're 20 years old and you want to be anti-everything and you want to go into a shop without a mask, that, that at some point, you know, that's got to be your decision, especially while there's no other restrictions. You know, that is, that's part of living in a free country. You live with, you live with idiots. But that's... <laughs> But that's but that's, that's part of what makes. Don't put yourself down. You're only back here for a year. But I don't mean yeah, and that might be, that sound hypocritical. But I'm talking about no, when I say point. idiots, I'm talking about you know people who, yeah, I know, you know the I very know. very kind of extreme ends of I'm not doing this. I'm not doing. I'm not going to wear a vaccine. Aliens get. That's fifty two percent of people in this country, isn't it? And you know the vaccines are made by aliens. But I'm not going to call you an idiot. Oh I- yeah, that's I- not. Yeah, but I'm not going to call you an idiot. They're just, not idiots. They're just. You know, but just because you go Strange. into but just because you go into a shop without a mask, I'm not going to call you an idiot. If you want to go into a shop now, I'm not saying that these people, you know, who are freedom fighters, I know the kind you mean, aren't going into are going into mask shops without masks. But if you want, if you go into a shop without a mask, I don't judge anyone because of that at all. And no, I really I, don't, I, I, and I don't believe that you should have to wear one. And if you decide not to wear one when the rules don't state you should, I have no issue with that, and I actually genuinely don't because. You know, sometimes I don't, and I'll be honest. Sometimes I go into a shop without a mask on. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess maybe it's something I've built up over time. Yeah. Where I saw people not wearing masks. But to this day, I think the other day when I saw all these people not wearing masks, probably one out of ten I looked at and thought, wow, you look, you don't look like the kind of person who wouldn't be wearing a mask. Yeah. That's awful. All I could see was young, angry men and Karens. Yeah. But then There's if, quite a few Karens who won't wear masks yeah, as well but then in America. But then is that yeah. kind of a little bit your view of that? I know what you see as well, and you might see that as well. But that kind of view can be kind of influenced by it. It is by an unfortunate what you see on the news. You know all the stories you see about this bloke who wouldn't wear a mask and all these anti-vaxxers screaming on the TV that it was no, I think made by aliens. Yeah, no, I, I I certainly don't think all these people are anti-vaxxers. All I see is a bunch of just generally relatively low-level anger all the time. Yeah. And unfortunately with masks, it's such a polarising thing. And I think people like me yeah. who wear masks 
because without doing doing anything saying how amazing I am, I genuinely wear them thinking it possibly helps the whole situation. Yeah. And I'll wear them. I cannot get it out of my head when I'm walking around a shopping centre, if I'm wearing a mask and I see people not wearing a mask, I judge them immediately yeah. as selfish. But, the, but the, maybe I'm say I'm wrong, but that's how I feel, and I can't help that. It's yeah. such an overriding certain judgment in my head. Yeah. But then my view on that is, at what point is that judgment going to go away? Because it is, it isn't still an imposition, as I said earlier. You know, there are plenty of things that would help the pandemic that we don't do because it would be an imposition. There's plenty of things we could do. We could have delayed restrictions again on the 20th. It's not about the facts. It's not about the facts. It's just about, it's that emotional thing of whilst you're being told in the supermarket, they're saying, we would like you to wear a mask. There's big signs everywhere. And they still go in and see that and go, I'm not wearing a mask because I don't want to. Right? Yes, that might save someone's life, me doing that. I don't care. I'm not doing it. How can I get that out of my head yeah. that that isn't fundamentally as selfish as you get? But there are lots of things that might save people's lives that we don't do all the time. No, Going no. into work with flu. How many people have done that? I've been into work with flu. You could get... Plen- yeah, but there's no sign on the front of my work building saying don't come into work with flu. Yeah, but then there are plenty of you know situations and there are plenty of shops and there are plenty of where it says you don't have to wear a mask or a mask is only recommended. You know, it's yeah. recommended that you don't go to work with flu. And it's probably not a great idea to go on public transport with it, but everyone's done it, and everyone could have put someone at risk by going to work with well, flu or I something. But they like don't that. anymore, by the no, way. No, not but anymore. But I'm saying we've all done things that we all do things all the time that could that could yes, save someone's have, life. But, but in this example, the supermarket's got big signs saying, "Please wear a mask in here." Blah blah blah. Yep. Protect others. Social distance. It's that fundamental thing for me. There's that sign there saying that, and that sign, and and people saying. I don't want to. Yeah. And I don't want to help people I don't know. I, I literally can't be bothered to put a little cloth over my face for 10 minutes. Yeah. And I don't believe it's even just being angry. I think it's... I still th- I still wonder if it's some toxic masculinity thing here. Possibly. But then I would say... Yeah, but you just said Karen's do it as well. So I would argue it's not necessarily... Toxic, toxic femininity. Whatever but, you want to call it. You know, it's, it is tricky. Because you have these signs on my... Of, Please wearing a face covering. However, if you just kind of sat at home, you've been told that you don't need to wear a mask anymore. And they're not going to call the police on you if you're not wearing a mask because, quite frankly, they want the business. Of course. So that was the whole thing the whole way through. They were never making staff members kick people out without masks. One, for safety, but also because... Yeah, money, money. Yeah, exactly. So I wouldn't... You know, I'm not... If, if I went into a supermarket and someone said, can you put a mask on? I would put a mask on. However, I'm not sure... You know, supermarkets aren't crying over the fact that people aren't wearing masks in their shop if half of them aren't wearing masks. Yeah, of they're, they're quite happy to let them in. But all I'm saying is, is that if you know, if if someone asks you to wear a mask in their cafe and you don't, then that that is, you know, it's their business and they should they can decide whether you want to do that. But just because you wear a mask into a shop where there's no sign, or even if there is a sign and you've not realised and you've just gone in there to grab a few bits, I don't necessarily judge you as selfish straight away, and I don't particularly like the link. I do well the link is there of course it helps protect people and that's you know that's a fact but just because you don't do it I don't think you're intentionally putting someone at risk because we do things every day that would put people at risk technically but we don't intentionally do it I don't believe anyone else anyone's going in there with a mask without a mask to intentionally harm people there's got to be a point where you say 
you know, if they catch COVID after everyone's been double jabbed, if we're going to live with the virus, that's an, that is a consequence that's going to happen. And that is a, that is a fundamental consequence yeah. whether you wear masks or not. It, it is, and maybe, as I say, it's me not maybe accepting the views of other people and presuming that they're wrong, presuming yeah. they're selfish. And be, strangely, I suppose, just think about it then, I've worked for home for over a year. Most of the people I've worked with would probably feel yeah. the same as me yeah. about masks and that. So maybe it's my circumstance as well. And maybe it's something I need more of an open mind about because every time I go out, in my head, I want to kill half the people I see. But eventually, that, eventually that will go away because more of and course. more people, eventually you will stop doing it. Well, as well it's, more it's people interesting. Stop doing it. I've almost reached that point a couple of times where I thought, wow, I feel like a pillock wearing a mask here yeah. because I was the only one in the queue at the coffee shop wearing a mask. Yeah. But then I thought, no, screw yeah. you. I'm proud of that. Yeah. I'm proud of but, the fact I'll wear it and try and help people. If you don't want to because you think it's tough, yeah. in my head, that's what I but see. You, are you going to wear it for the next 10 years? No, I'm not going to wait for the next 10. Well, I, hold on. You tell me how long the pandemic's going to last. Yeah, it's, well, it's all very well, well said. Yeah, yeah, but it is going to last in, in one form or another for the next 10 years. You know, in one form or another, it's going to last. No, for, no it's not, though, is it? It's, not, it's, going to, it's going to last in the form of what we've had to deal with with flu. Yeah. So it should hopefully get to the point where it's no more dangerous than flu. but at some point you're going to have to judge that and accept what proportion of risk you're happy to take what proportion of putting someone else's life at risk are you willing to take by not wearing a mask even if covid is lower and it gets to about the same potency as flu or it doesn't at what point do you get you know are you going to make that judgment that me not wearing a mask it is going to put someone's life at risk it could do of course it could well someone I... who's not had a vaccine who's you know been also had also immune deficiencies why can you not accept, though, that maybe culture's changed? Maybe is there a good argument that from November till February, not mandated, yeah. I bet you see many people wearing masks when they're out in shopping centres because of flu. Yeah. Because by doing that, you're saving the NHS. And that's what happens in Japan and stuff Exactly. Like. And that could so be I wonder a if there'll shift. be a cultural shift. And if that happens, there's no... I've got no... I've got no... If you want to... I've, I get, just like I said, I don't judge people without masks. Yeah, yeah. I don't, ju- I don't think because you're wearing a mask, you're some sort of COVID loony. I don't, I don't judge you. <laughs> I don't judge either way. And if the culture shifts where most people start wearing masks and people, you know, it's probably only a good thing in terms of winter and stuff. However, I'm never going to accept... But if it's voluntary, then yes. Yeah, if it's voluntary, I'm never going to accept the fact that the government should be able to tell you to wear that. And I don't like the... You know, although I don't deny the... You say you'll never accept the fact that government should be able to tell you that to wear that a year ago. In this this situation where people are... But why do you get to choose what the the right situation is? Well, I haven't in a way, because once you have... You know, you could argue that... You know, I can have my opinion on when the right situation is. And yeah. what I can say is I can agree with, you know, the government's decision not to mandate masks based on the facts of how many people have been jabbed and double jabbed. So I can, I, I'm not saying yeah. I have to choose, but I can agree on it. And I don't, you know, I, I can still identify this whole freedom fight of people and the people who just hate the government. Freedom. I, while I can identify those people, I don't necessarily like the sweeping argument of just because you don't like the idea of a vaccine passport or you think masks or you don't like the idea of mandating masks or you think vaccine passports are potentially quite dangerous. I don't like vaccine passports at all. Yeah. So just because you feel that way, you know, there's plenty of things. You could start you start there. My issue is you always start small. In throughout human history, any sort of 
government overreach or tyrannical rule, it always starts small. And that's what always scares me. It always starts small and it grows. So, I think the vaccine passport, though, I, I know you've got to go, so we'll, we'll cover this another time. Yeah. Having a vaccine passport, though, although it feels like it's snuck under the radar and we both hate the idea and now all of a sudden we seem to have vaccine passports, in effect, if you want to do anything, you're going to probably need... At some need point a, you will do, yeah. Yeah, you're going to need a vaccine passport um, purely to force everyone to or most people to have vaccines. I still see... The government saying you should wear a mask. I find the argument absolutely insane. Because me and you were having this argument a year ago. It's an insane argument to suggest that wearing masks when there's that virus that was doing the damage it was doing is the start of something. Vaccine passports are very different. That's ID. But then, but then, could you argue that it's the logical next step? It's what we were fearing that started from Mars. I'm not saying it is, what? but it's. But oh, it, I see what you're but saying. Then, but then, it, you know, you say you don't like it. What? So now you don't like it. So you didn't mind so, it when it was masks, oh, but hold now on. you don't like it. I suppose, passport. yeah. Cause, so I'm not connecting wearing masks to having a vaccine passport. And I don't I'm either. I'm seeing them as very separate things. I don't but either, but maybe I should. That's an interesting thing, step by step, isn't yeah, it? So maybe, maybe it's the case of. I'm not. I actually. I'm on the same thing as you. I see them as quite separate issues, but in my head. But maybe, maybe we should see that. Maybe that's wow. the next logical step. It that's started a really with, good point. Started with the mask mandate. It's gone up to vaccine passports. Goes up to vaccine passports to get a university or to do other things, and it starts to grow. And I'm not. You know, I'm not saying it's gonna. It's gonna go that way. And there'll be plenty of people who think that's a ridiculous line to draw. But it's just kind of a theory. Yeah, I th- it's I th- a question. The only thing I think it's ridiculous is because our current government is so trustworthy. <laughs> but I think I also, you know, Obama's birthday party, the big row about that, and the woman on CN- CNN said, you know, this is a bunch of sophisticated vaccinated people. I mean, that is the perfect line for it's a class thing. It's a it's a new social class system. So the vaccinated and the I don't know what happened with that. So were they not wearing masks? Well, no, it's just they weren't wearing masks. And I, I don't got, but he had a party and they weren't wearing masks. And it was a whole because it's obviously a bit more of a polarized issue in America, even than here. Oh, it's even it's more a nightmare. Over but there. um, but the the line she used was, but this was okay. It's a bunch. It was a group of sophisticated vaccinated people. That's appalling. Now that right? is the sort of line which shows the kind of the class of the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. Well, unfortunately, though, the Republicans aren't helping that because they're, they're, you've got quite a large branch of the Republican Party is effectively saying vaccines are bad. We don't have that over here. We well, don't yeah. have the Labour Party saying vaccines no. are bad. So that, yeah, th- that's appalling, though, yeah. but that's but, another... But, yeah, well, I, all, I'm, all I'm saying is I'm just, you know, asking the question of, you know, you don't like mask mandates and are our lines different? We both don't like vaccine passports. I don't like the idea of a mask mandate, but you don't mind it. So your line... Yes, but just because because, um, one person on CNN said that does not cater for the whole country. There's that that thing all over our papers the other day. Someone was saying that we should not use the word curry anymore because it's cultural misappropriation. Yeah. Do you know, and that was in the Times, yeah, yeah. I believe it was in the Telegraph, the Daily Mail. Yeah. Do you know where that came from? No. One blogger oh, wrote yeah, it. Of course. And of course, they take it, and it gives them a little weapon to stir more division. Yeah, of course. 
That doesn't mean the whole half the country no. saying get rid of the word curry. No, One exactly. person said it. But and maybe I should do that tomorrow. Yeah. Just write something ridiculous on my site. And let's see what All happens. the right wing papers will take it and I'll get loads of yeah, traffic. I know what you mean. But yeah, I was, it is it is interesting that some people want the mask and don't want the passports when you could argue that the line between mask and vaccine passports vaccine passports is in the next step up step on mask step. and it is unfortunately it is a much bigger imposition to have to have a vaccine passport than it is to wear a mask well, and some would argue it's not but the fact is, is that's a much bigger imposition than wearing a mask just like wearing a mask is a bigger imposition than not wearing a mask well it's being it used as a steps it's being used as a big carrot shaped stick yeah to get people to take the vaccine oh, of course. because you've still got a lot of people who won't take it yeah and that's the only way they see it yeah. the fact that the being vaccinated actually doesn't do that much for your ability to transmit covid no but it does in terms of your hospitalizations which is quite important that's why it's important Absolutely. that more people get it and don't get me wrong i do in my i do actually believe i don't actually believe that the government are looking to gain some massive you know, it's a conspiracy theory. I don't actually believe that the government have put masks in controllers. I don't even, I don't believe that vaccine passports. I actually do believe that, although the government is not trustworthy, I actually do believe the main motivator behind vaccine passports is to get young people to get vaccinated. Because I, it won't whether really I think out. it's right or wrong, I think it's wrong. However, I don't think it's because the government want more control. I think it's because, I think the main motivation to do that is to get young people vaccinated and I do believe that so I don't believe there's a sinister motive behind it yeah. I just believe that the outcome of having vaccine passports is a bad one and I don't agree with it however I do believe that the government's motives although they're not great all the, most of the time I do believe it's a good motive, motive motivation but whereas masks I couldn't I, I get the stepping stone argument but for me with masks I could see nothing but good intentions behind that yeah. but and to this day every single person i saw wearing a mask i see good intentions yeah and maybe i'm too polarized one way because when i see people not wearing a mask in situations where the establishments <sighs> ask them to i see bad i don't see bad i see indifference yeah i see selfishness maybe i'm wrong yeah. and there are lots of things you know it's like you know a dodgy road that's 60 miles an hour dodgy country road it's probably but, but i don't get that analogy that she will we'll, we'll cover that another time that those things about things we do that could endanger other people in normal life yeah i if i'm asked to drive at 60 miles an hour and i drive at 90 then i'm an arsehole yeah if you're asked, not if you're... Fo- you know, sorry, sorry, okay. Well, like, like if you were down a dodgy country road, for example, and the speed limit is 60, however, you know that that road is dodgy and you should not be driving 60 miles an hour then down, I'm selfish the, down the road. If you drive at 60, yeah. then, you know, you're still selfish, but you're not breaking, you're not breaking the law. But you are, you make, you've made that decision to... To be a selfish arsehole. Yeah. Because I could kill someone. Yeah. So, so, but, so why does that, that doesn't make yeah, it right. Yeah, but then... It doesn't make it right on some, you know, some circumstances. But then when you've got, you know, people who you'd say, oh, he's driving a bit too fast there, but he's still within the speed limit. And, you know, he's driven that road every day for the last 20, 30 years. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not saying it's a direct link, but I'm just I'm just trying to make the point that there are loads of things we don't have to do. It could be seen as a good thing to carry your driving license, MOT and your insurance everywhere you go. You don't need that anymore, though, do you? M- mandatory. 
But you don't need no. that anymore because the police car behind you can see from your number plate if you got all that. Yeah, exactly. But what I mean is, it <laughs> that's, could, the, so that's so, even yeah, more worrying. But it could be seen as a good thing to to carry that around with you. What's all the times. point? Why would you carry it? Or it could be seen as a good thing for you to carry idea around you at all point because it makes people safer because you can identify who everyone is on the street. Yeah. It could be seen as a good thing. That that's the one officer, thing we don't want is card a, carrying. That a police officer should be able to come up to you and say, "ID, I want to know who you are and what you're doing in this area." Now, if a police officer comes up to you and asks that. In theory, you don't have to give any ID. You don't have to tell them what you're doing. You can just go about your day freely. However, it's probably, it could be a safety thing that it would make the streets safer well, if, if you could do that. Well, if you've got nothing to hide. Yeah, and that's <laughs> the argument that some people use. Yeah, it's like, you know, if you, maybe police should be able to come in and search your home. Imagine, imagine how many lives would be saved if police could go into random homes or homes that they think that they probably know are dodgy and yeah. just search them. Imagine how many lives would be saved loads but we don't do it because it's a breach of privacy but but again all right we'll finish on this because yeah. i know you've got to go Conf- you're conflating you're adding all these other things yeah to me i see the mask thing as a singular thing yeah. during a pandemic and people didn't want to wear them right from the start and no one ever gave a coherent reason no. and so i see it as almost a singular thing yeah. and each of these things are individual vaccine passports also, they feel I, I feel uncomfortable with them. I've got one on my phone. I've got yeah. one in my Apple wallet. Well, we'll talk about Apple sometime yeah. in photos. Well, that's the other thing as well. I mean, am I conflating or am I actually drawing a perfectly valid link? I mean, very quickly on the Apple Photos thing, for example, you know, I'm sure some people know about this. It scans for child images. Is that, that's not an imposition on you. Is that just protecting children? And I'm, I'm not, I don't think I can, when I talk about, you know, police being able to enter homes or search things on a whim, but people don't see that. People don't see the Apple Photo thing as an imposition. No, but no, people aren't complaining about it because they see it as an imposition. No, but I'm, what I'm not. I'm not. What I'm not doing is I don't think I'm conflating the two ideas. I think I'm drawing a link of. I'm showing the link of examples in everyday everyday life where we are willing to sacrifice and balance the safety of people and the safety of children and the safety of other people in order to have these rights. Now, it is a right when we were taught when, you know, there was a, lots of things in France and America about banning the burqa years ago. I always thought that's a stupid idea, yeah. you know, because of the because the thing of safety. Oh, we should be able to see people's faces because it's unsafe. Now, in my view, if you want to wear something on your face, just as if you don't want to wear something on your face, that is a right that you have. And you should but be able in to France, make that choice. do you not have to give ID to the police if you stop? I, I don't know, maybe. But so, and I think that's probably the difference because over here, because yeah. you don't have to give ID, I don't believe you have to be, you have to show your face, do you? No, of course you don't. No, if you want to go around, if you want to wear a burqa or a mask in this country, a full face mask out on the street, that's absolutely fine. Yeah, so it's different countries though, that's the point. So you couldn't ban the burqa here because you'd have to start, you, if you ban the burqa here, you'd then yeah. be banning everything, but crash I'm, helmets, the lot. Yeah, but I'm talking about, you know, an argument to ban the burqa when people, you know, you what I'm saying is you have to balance, we balance safety and we balance privacy and your right to make your own decision all the time in every aspect. We balance safety and your right to wear your religious freedoms when you talk about the burqa ban. You balance your right to privacy and you balance your right to the general population's right to safety when you talk about thresholds of when you can search a home or someone on the streets. Just like with masks, you have to balance your balance the imposition, the safety of people. Of you know they, of mandating a mask of the safety of those people, and you have to balance that with the right of you to not wear a mask if you don't want to. And I do feel that people ignore that side. People 
I, while it's very important, people just focus on the fact that this could save someone's life, and I don't disagree with that. But that has to be balanced with, if you don't want to wear a mask, maybe you shouldn't have to. That has to be balanced on that side. And when we get to a point where everyone's double jabbed and everyone's been offered their double jab, and we're pretty much at that point now, then do you say, okay, the safety, this could kill someone, but the safety of the general population from people not wearing a mask, yeah, that balances yeah, out course. at this point. And I'm just, I'm not but conflating, not I'm just comparing, thing, though, I'm just because, comparing the balance. Yeah, I get that. The um, Apple thing's very different. It's very specific. Well, it's a similar thing as well, because it's balancing the safety of children with your privacy. No, yeah, but that's not why, I don't actually think that's why people are kicking off. It's purely on the fact that people like me have iPhones because generally yes if i if they took if they took the photos from iCloud photos that's different yeah. the fact they're scanning them on your phone you're yeah, still privacy you're still balancing you're no, still no, balancing no, no, no. the safety yeah, but of the difference privacy. is if i put something on iCloud photos yeah and they go through them and scan them yeah it's no different if i put them on google photos amazon photos no. anywhere no. okay when they're on my phone yeah what apple's intending to do is to scan them on my phone yeah i know that's People like me own an iPhone, yeah. arguably a much inferior phone to many Android phones. Yeah. We are we use them purely on that basis that we feel, possibly wrongly, yeah. more secure, more private. Yeah. Apple but, is really jumping in here yeah. by actually effectively monitoring your phone. Yeah, and you can effectively, and, and that's a big. But misstep. you can effectively do a whole podcast on the differences between having the photos on iCloud or on your phone. But the broader point still stands that whether it's on your phone or not, it's still balancing your right to privacy on your phone with the safety of children. That balance is still there. At some point, you know, if there's enough evidence, people can take phones and you can get warrants for phones, hard drives. You can search them, but they can't just do it on a whim. So to scan everyone's computer, for example, for images such you know child porn images that would save children and that would you know that would make it harder for child predators to distribute photos however you completely the scales tip so far in that favor that there's nothing on the privacy side anymore so you still have to keep the privacy there so i'm still i'm saying that there's still a very difficult balancing but isn't that like the government's argument for you must have id to vote when there's only been like six cases well yeah i mean that's well that's silly because that's also silly because of the evidence of you know like i said you've had six people places of voter, of voter fraud for example i don't know what it's like in different countries yeah yeah but you know it's it's it's, it's always maintaining that balance and i just feel like especially with the masking and with the whole covid thing people seem to forget about that you know it's very easy to forget about one side and let the scales tip so far in one I, direction even if it's for a good intention yeah I, I see where you're going i i just can't get it in my head that anyone who has child porn anyone who's that sick is sticking it on icloud photos yeah no. seriously yeah that's going to be on a part of the web we don't even know oh of course but, don't get me wrong but there will be people who do it and it will yeah, yeah, yeah. okay thank you for your time tom thank you good chat bye everyone bye bye bye